Warning, the views and opinions expressed on this show are not necessarily those of Clan Imperial Guard, Radio Link Net, or their sponsors. This show is intended for a mature audience only. Parental discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. You're listening to the Emperor of Clan Imperial Guard and the Emperor's Court, powered by the Clan Imperial Guard Online Gaming Radio Network. Yeah, baby, that's the way I like it. All this energy calling me, back where it comes from. It's such a crude attitude, it's back where it belongs. All the little kids growing up on the skids, you're going Cleveland Rocks, Cleveland Rocks. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Emperor of Clan Belgar coming live from Cleveland, Ohio tonight. Snowy Cleveland, Ohio, though, as uh, I came to you last uh, this past Sunday. It just started to snow, and it's been continuing all through the week. Not as bad as New York, so everybody on the East Coast, you have my uh, sympathies. We've had it here, but uh, apparently it's the worst snowstorm in New York history. So it's not like your people are going anywhere, so you might as well tune and listen to the Emperor's Court. All right, folks, here's how you can get in contact with me if you want to get on the show and in the topics of discussion tonight. You can join us in IRC at irc.solidirc.com. We're in channel 1G. Or you can hit us up on AIM, AOL's Instant Messenger, at EMP, the number 1, and G. My apologies here as we are scrambling uh, to get this thing off and running on time tonight. We are a little late. There are some... Uh, that information and stuff that keeps uh, rolling in here uh, very late and we're trying to get a couple things done. It's simply not going to make it in time for show, so it will roll with uh, next Sunday's show at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard. I hope everybody enjoyed Imba Weekly this past excuse me, this past Friday, and of course, The State of Warcraft, uh, the third episode by Idiotech is out, also available for download at 1GReboard.com. Don't forget, a shout-out to our sponsors at theharborbluegroup.com. We appreciate it for paying the bills and, and letting us uh, able to do this, and, and this show and the network is off to a very good start, and I'm very proud of the way things have been going so far. We've uh, hired three new uh, article writers, for those of you who have, haven't checked the site, at 1GReboard.com. The website construction is coming along very nicely at RadioLinkNet.com. We hope to launch it sometime in March. That's uh, coming along very well and looking very cool. I'm going to try and get you guys a bit of a sneak peek probably next week uh, at the earliest so I can get uh, at least some of you so I can get the impression, see what you like, see what you hate, that type of thing. All right. Now, on topic for this evening, we have the much-anticipated Rise and Fall review. So we've got that coming up. A lot to talk about there. It's a new... uh, uh, real-time strategy game coming out that I've been reviewing and reading up on. Uh, it's been for a couple weeks now. We, we meant to get it to it, but every time we seem to get to it, something derails us, something else comes up, something kind of butts in. On Wednesday of this coming week, Star, War, Star Wars Empire at War is released retail, so expect to hear a review next Sunday about that as I'll be playing it. 
and buying it. So you'll be able to hear about that. Uh, Darkfall has had another article released. Uh, this is about the orc and orc lore. So we'll go over that a little briefly. Uh, so I'll take up the big chunk of it. Some World of Warcraft bashing. Not a great deal. There's not a whole lot going on that I find uh, funny or interesting. Um, but it wouldn't be a show if I didn't at least bring up something. Folks, trust me. If there was something positive I could say about it, I would. But there really isn't. And of course, at the end of the show, and trust me, well not at the end of the show, but towards the uh, uh, middle of the end of the show, when we get to that uh, third segment, this will be very worth it. I have clips, audio clips, of event converse, ventrilo conversation of a Blackwing Lair raid group. Folks, if you ever wanted to know the internal workings of an Uber guild, courtesy of Sinvicta, who found this on the World of Warcraft forum boards, I have some choice clips of a conversation of guildmates as they were raiding Blackwing Lair last night. The guild, Test of Time. A very ironic name, and I'm sure you'll get the joke a little later. But if you ever wanted to know how things work in a raid, and see why it is that people feel the way they do about raid guilds, both positive or negative. Trust me when I tell you, it'll be worth the wait. And finally, thanks to Jahala, I have three beta key giveaways for the Guild Wars Player vs. Player beta coming up on March 24th. I have three keys that have been donated to the website that I will give away once this week, once next week, and once the following week by playing a contest song, very similar to the one we used to do. What you do is, I will play a song, and then you have until Saturday, next Saturday at noon, to email me at emperor1g at coxcox.net the name of the game that the song goes to. The winner will be the person who gets the, the correct game, and I will send them uh, the beta key when it becomes available to me. However... If there is a tie, it means if more than one of you jokers gets it right, um, I'll just do a random roll-off and, you know, whoever gets it, gets it. So I will send that. A beta key for Guild Wars. I have three keys to give away. We'll do one this week, one next week, and one the following week. So we've got stuff up and coming. So stick with us. we got a lot to get to tonight. We have only an hour and a half to get to it, so let's get rolling. Okay, first up and first off, we're not going to start the show off with the World of Warcraft bash, and we'll keep that for the second segment. Let's get right into the meat of it, and we'll get right to Rise and Fall. All right. Now, this, it kind of piqued my interest when, because uh, uh, Mechahawk, one of my guildmates, speaks very highly of this game, or at least the potential that it had, because he and I and a bunch of our guildmates were very big on Rome Total War. And for those of you who do not know, it was a uh, uh, random, I'm sorry, random, I keep saying random, it was a uh, real-time strategy game, but it was based on ancient warfare, which means blocks of, like, Roman troops and Persians and Egyptians and Gauls and, you know, Celts and what have you, and Carthaginians. You get the idea. Except, unlike, uh, say, Warcraft 3, you have blocks of troops. So, conceivably, you can have up to 7,000 individual units on your screen at your command at any time. Talk about epic battles. It was a load of fun, but there was a lot going on. This is going to take from that mold a bit of it. And there's a couple a couple things that I like that they're going to take away from, um, and a couple things that eh, you kind of wonder about. And I'll get to that uh, in, in just a minute. But Rise and Fall, anyways, this is being released by... It, it was a combined effort between um, uh, Midway Games, which, as everybody knows, is that big console giant. They've never really got into PC games. This is their first venture into it. So, of course, you always got to be careful when you start getting behind a game that's you know the first venture... Uh, of a company into a specific genre. And Stainless Steel Studios, which is their first game, period. Uh, it was a collaboration between the two of them. One was going to make it, one was going to uh, release it. We'll get to that in a second, because that in and of itself ends up being a problem. 
at GN actually has a couple as well as there's a, a bunch of different articles out there that you can review and read up on, as well as the site uh, riseandfallgame.com. But uh, basically what it comes down to is this. It takes place in ancient times. And you can play people like Rome and Greece and Persia and Egypt and, and all what have you, you know, Babylonians and Assyrians and Carthaginians and all that shit you learn about in the Bible and you hear about in, like, ninth grade history classes you promptly forget. All right, so that's cool. They're going to have, apparently, 80 different units that will be available, which is kind of on par with what uh, Rome Total War had. The thing of it was, for those of you who remember the Rome Total War uh, problems that we ended up having, and the reason why we don't support the game anymore, is because it ran off of Gay Spy. So it was very difficult. That and their their multiplayer was extremely buggy. Now, apparently, what Midway and Stainless Steel is doing is going in reverse. They're building the multiplayer first, and releasing the information on the MP first, and then starting to talk about uh, the campaign games that will be interested uh, uh, for uh, people who you know play the single player, that type of thing. So they're doing it in reverse. Very interesting. But I, I'm encouraged by this. Because, you know what, I don't much care about the single player mode of the game. All right? Either, most of the time I'm going to like it, especially if it's turn-based. Believe it or not, I love turn-based. Eh, it's just my thing. But we all know that we tune in here, we want to talk about, we want to discuss, we want to play with our guildmates and clanmates, we want to have something that's going to be a multiplayer experience, okay? Which is, you know, one of the question marks we have for this Wednesday, uh, when Empire of War debuts. But, let's stay on topic, I wouldn't have to delete myself. But very well, By the way, very funny, Centino, about that MySpace Cadium comment. Pretty damn funny. I know none of you get that, or maybe some of you have seen it and you, you get the joke, but ha ha ha, hysterical. Yeah. Anyways, here's the, here's where it differs from the normal um, uh, real-time strategy game, the RTS. All right, and it kind of differs from Rome Total War. Aside from having in 80 different units, of course, individual specialty units for the different uh, countries, it has naval warfare. Hell yeah! I am f I am been jonesing for naval warfare since Warcraft 2. Probably the only game that ever really got into it and really did it. Y yeah, Red Alert had it. Kind of, but you didn't have naval battles. You had naval bombardment battles. You didn't really have, you know, knock them out, drag them out fights. This one, it actually has, you can, you know, ram enemy fleets or enemy ships. You can drop the uh, Corvus, which is a boarding plank for the Romans, and storm the other, uh, the other, you know, the enemy's boat, take it. It's, you can mount catapults, you can mount metal rams. Uh, you can uh, mount ballista, you got archers and marines and everything else you can put on here. And they've got entire scenarios built just around boats and warships. And, th and th that is fantastic. That's what I want to see. I wish Warcraft 3 had had something like this. would have had my interest a lot more. You know, that's why I'm kind of getting up on Empire at War. It's not just because it's Navy in space. It also has land battles. It's got both. Well, so, you know, does um, uh, Rise and Fall. The difference between the two is... Much like Warcraft 2, you can have a naval battle and a land battle going on at the same time on the same map. All right, You can't necessarily do that in Empire at War. You're either in space or you're on the planet, one or the other. So this is a huge step in the right direction. Of course, apparently it's pretty graphic intense. So you're going to need a little better machine than uh, the average, uh, average box. So keep that in mind. Uh, the trailers they've they've shown a lot of screenshots are pretty cool. The graphics are, I mean, I know they're intense, a lot of colors, but it doesn't seem to me to be anything really, you know, out of the ordinary as far as as realism goes. Uh, they're using the Titan engine, which I find interesting. It's a little clearer, a little cleaner than a Rome Total War was than a Creative Assembly did. It looks nice. I'm all right. Yes, thank you for that. 
moving down. Okay, now here's the other thing that kind of... It makes me a little wary, because the way they describe it, I'm not sure how this goes. What it is, is uh, there's going to be eight different factions you can play in, which is a definite takedown from Rome Total War, you may think. Like, well, you can play 40 factions in Rome Total War. Yeah, granted, but there's like four or five unique factions. Everything else is just a carbon copy of each other with a different name and a different color. All right? But each one of the different factions will have a hero. Julius Caesar for the Romans. Germanius is... Germanius Caesar. I'm assuming that's the... Well, it can't be the Ger- the Germans. He's a Caesar. He's a Roman. Cleopatra. Uh, Ramses the Great for Egypt. Achilles and Alexander the Great for uh, for Greece. And what have you. All right. Here's the cool thing. You can actually have two people ordering around one army at a time. Basically, one of them will take command of the RTS, which start, will start you know ordering around the different units. All right. The second one can actually go down into like a like a first person or like a 75 degree angle up close and personal view of the hero, which has special abilities and special attacks. Has anybody ever played Dynasty Warriors? If anybody's ever played Dynasty Warriors, this is how this game works. You would actually zoom down. I'm sorry, yeah, two heroes per faction. You would actually zoom down into their their point of view, and then you fight the battle. Just like you do in Dynasty Warriors, and you can you can affect the way things go. So while your buddy's commanding the army, you're commanding the hero, and you're kicking ass, you know, personally. Uh, the problem is you can only play your hero for so long. You have something that's called stamina. At the end of the stamina, your hero has to retire and you know gain back some some wind and and take a break. And there's power ups on different battle maps you can get to give yourself more stamina, more power, what have you. So I find that very intriguing. I kind of wonder about the balance issues. So instead of having one player, you know, when you start doing ladder, you're going to need two good players. One to command the army, one to command the hero. So that's an interesting take on the whole hero part of it, because we know that in Warcraft 3, it can imbalance the game, you know, very quickly. We know damn well it works for Empire at War. Imbalances. I mean, anybody who played the demo knows that, you know, you could take the Millennium Falcon and win the the uh, space battle in the scenario that they have. Sounds good, right? Sounds like a great game? Yeah. But. And there's a but. Isn't there always a but? There is very little talk about how economies work, how resources are to be gained, if you're going to have to build buildings or if you're just going to have to pump out troops. Essentially, what it, what they're talked about and some of the hands-on uh, things I, I've read is that different cities on the map will have barracks, and it happens in real time instead of like a turn-based. And you can pump out troops in real time. Same thing on your Navy ships. You can put like a barracks on a ship and then start pumping out Marines, pumping out what have you. All right, what I don't understand is if this is going to be available in the multiplayer, and I haven't been able to find any articles about that, and it's kind of hazy. They say the game is ready for release in early 2006, meaning that it can't come out any later than the end of April, unless they're going to bump it back and admit that you know they weren't able to get it out on time. So that's my first big question mark, because there's no comment, there's no rundown on how, how that works. And that always makes me scratch my head and say, all right, do you really have a clue about where this is going, or do you kind of question it? Are, are you not sure? The more information you give to people, the better we're all going to feel about the game. Now, do not go the Blizzard route and hold on to information until it's too late to do any good. That doesn't help anybody, us nor you. All right, here's the second thing that... I question and makes me a little wary is the fact that this is Midway's first game into the computer realm. All right, almost exclusively they have done stuff for Midway games, or I'm sorry, for console games, which is fine. Which they've got experience making games. I understand that, and that's cool. 
All right, but PC is a hell of a lot different from console. There's a lot more that goes into it. A, a computer can do a lot more than a console. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, you can get a mouse and a keyboard for your PlayStation or your Xbox 360. Yeah, I don't give a shit. If you're an idiot and you go out and buy a mouse and a keyboard and an extra hard drive for your Xbox, when you got a computer at home, then you're welcome to spend away your hard-earned money. Because basically you're making yourself a second computer with that has half the capability of the real one you've got sitting on your desk at home. But that's neither here nor there. Here's the third thing, and this is the big one. And, and I didn't realize this actually until today when I started doing some last-minute research. I was reading through it. And if you go to riseandfallgame.com, uh, which is the home site, you see in the 12205 News, which is the last uh, news bulletin they had, quote, Due to circumstances beyond Midway's control, Stainless Steel Studios is no longer involved with the development of Rise and Fall Civilizations at War. Despite this unfortunate situation, Midway remains focused and determined to deliver a revolutionary real-time strategy experience with Rise and Fall and will look to stay true to the title's original development vision. Rise and Fall Civilizations at War remains scheduled for release in 2006. Notice it says release in 2006, not early 2006. Midway appreciates the patience and support of Rise and Fall fans and will provide updates on the game's development and a more specific release date as soon as possible. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't care if the game is... There we go. Sorry, I, my thing just skipped. I don't care if if the game is more than halfway finished. Anytime one of the developers who helped build the game from scratch through three-quarters of the process quits, what does that tell you? Look what happened to Blizzard in World of Warcraft when their group quit after the beta was done. The game is not the same as the beta was. All right? Something happened. I don't know what it is. I haven't been able to find out. I haven't really looked into it as much as I would have liked. All right? But it's a warning flag to me saying, this game may not be complete. They may be kicking it out the door to finish the funding to get it out there just to say that they released it. Too many games have been done like that because of internal conflicts and strife because they just wanted to get the game out there. They wanted it to be a success. That's actually a good idea. Why doesn't somebody go post in the Rise to Fall forums that we're doing a, a radio show about their game? Perhaps they'd like to tune in. I don't know. Just a thought. Yeah. If it works, it's great, because it takes two things that I like. One, miniatures, ancient warfare. That has always been much more interesting to me, is, is miniatures. And what that is, is for, you, for those of you who do not know, miniatures tabletop games, or miniatures games on the computer, take uh, lifelike uh, models of people, or, you know, it can even be fantasy or whatever. And it puts them in blocks of troops, and it makes them act and look realistic, all right? As opposed to, like, a cartoony thing like Warcraft 3 or, or Command and Conquer Generals, that kind of thing, all right? That has always interested me because it, it reminds me, and in my mind's eye, exactly how they would have fought 3,000 years ago, 2,000 years ago, in blocks of troops marching to the command of generals, all right? That is what I find interesting and fun, okay? The second part is I like the Dynasty Warrior series. If you've never played it for the PlayStation 2, definitely pick it up. It is well worth the money. Start with Dynasty Warriors 3 and work your way up. I like going in there and being able to affect the battle myself. Now, granted... You know, it's in those games, it's very linear. You know what's going to happen and when, but, you know, it's kind of like zooming in to take command of your, of, what was that one game you could do that with? 
was the TIE Fighter versus X-Wing? Or Wing Commander Armada? That you could command your armada, and then at a time you could like zoom down into one ship specifically and join the fight yourself if things aren't going the way you like, or if you just want to get in, you know, rather than playing admiral or general, you want to go and play grunt, you can do that. All right, so that, that to me is could be very dynamic, and and I'd say it's got it's got balancing questions. All right, because is one you know, hero going to be more powerful than another? Uh, which is going to be more important, having somebody that's better at the hero part or better at the RTS part? Yeah, see, Dynasty, you guys have played Dynasty Warriors. It was a kick-ass game. But, I mean, essentially, that's what it was. So, I mean, you get your special weapon, and they talk about one of the uh, one of the uh, critics actually got to play uh, at the Midway Games Day and got some hands-on experience playing Cleopatra. And she had a couple spells, and she could use this bronze sword, and she kicked ass, and... You know, she could take out towers of troops and blocks of soldiers on her very own. And what I don't want is something like a level 10, like, Warden or or Blademaster in Warcraft 3 where you just can't kill the son of a bitch, where one hero is worth the entire army. If it works in such a way that the hero supplements the army and it works in that fashion, then all the better. Because it adds a depth of strategy to the game that most games don't have. But if it gets to the point where I can go, I can just give general commands to my army, let it go off and do whatever I tell it to do at the beginning of the match, with you know another, no other specific instructions or objectives, and then zoom into like a, you know Alexander the Great, whip out my spear and start kicking ass, then what's the point? Then it's an RTS game. Then it's it's Dynasty Warriors on the computer, with a couple extra features. All right, and I'm guessing the graphics aren't going to be up to par with a game like the PlayStation 2 in that regard. Because that's not really what the, what the computer is made for when it comes to a, a, a real-time strategy game. It, it, they're not looking for a first-person beat em up shoot em up that type of thing. Okay, they're, I've, they're talking about Kingdom Under Fire is better than Dynasty Warriors. I've never heard of Kingdom Under Fire either. Oh, it's Xbox. Piss on Xbox. All three people that actually bought the Xbox 360 and are currently using it, raise your hand. Remember, if you raise your hand at home, you're an idiot. Nobody. But much better. Look, I don't play Dynasty Wars because I want strategy. I play Dynasty Wars want to kill stuff. When the Baron's over, me and Baron, you know, load that sucker up. Yeah, three shitty, exactly. We want to do the cool little power-ups and the cool little finishers and get on the horse and Laboo's horse and knock some heads off. We don't care about strategy. Who cares? If I want that, then I'm going to play Rise and Fall. Civilization's at war. Way to go, Sinvicta. Way to, once again, show that you are, in fact, the idiot. No, I have not done Brokeback Mountain 2, The Story of Sinvicta. I did, actually, um, I did that movie, that uh, was that seven-scene movie. I took those those clips from an India TV show, and then I re-subtitled them. Funny stuff, WhensYouWereBorn.com. Definitely, you have to go check it out. <laughs> Unfortunately, this is going to be one of those games they're going to put in. It, it seems like we're, like we're just going Brokeback Warcraft. All right. It just seems like we're kind of reviewing a new game every single week now, doesn't it? Is that kind of the theme that we're kind of like moving ourselves into, rather than talking about the, uh, uh, you know, the stuff that's cool in the gaming industry? We're talking about up and coming games. We're looking for the next big one, hoping, wishing, that perhaps one of the games we review will be it. Well, and that's fine. If that's if that's what the show is going to resume to, that's fine. 
So you always tune in for the coolest and newest of what's going on in the gaming industry. And it, there's not like there's a, a lack of games that we can go into and talk about. It's not just computer games. There's always console stuff coming up, too. Uh, I'm going to make a, a prediction here. Maybe a little uninformed and bold and what have you. But I'm going to assume that Rise and Fall is going to be delayed at least until the summer 2006. Now, to me, it's a matter of language. Because in the one article I read from IGN, which is titled, which is uh, stamped the 11th of February, which is only a day old, day and a half old, which is kind of odd. Why the hell does it say February 11th? When oh, yeah, today's 12th. All right, so yeah, it's a little over a day old. It says, set for release in early 2006. Now, that one word makes the difference. One second. Okay. Very interesting. Yeah, I see that. Okay. Now I've been informed of something I have to take care of. All right. I'll, I'll thank you, Zinro. I have no idea what the hell any of that means, but thank you just the same. But the, the removal of one word from the press release means all the difference because if you take a look on 1205 or 1202, which is back in December, it's two months ago, going on three months, right before the Christmas season when you know the drive for and, and the hype for video games is at its highest whether released or not. They said, sometime 2006. Big difference. Well, it says, okay, release in 2006. The early part is gone. My guess is because they're going to be set back, they're going to be scrambling to fill whatever the pro- whatever the, the gap that uh, Stainless Steel Studios uh, made. They're going to fill that up and take... Uh, I'm guessing they're going to have to polish up a few things and make sure the game comes out as uh, expected. So... They're not, uh, they're not EA. They're not Electronic Arts. Where they're just going to kick it out the door with one patch and that's it. I'm hoping that's not the case. Midway has made some pretty decent console games. I've never had a reason to complain for the performance of a game. The quality of the titles, that's a different story. But the games have always worked. It's never been a massive recall. And most companies get away with that. It's not hard to stamp a disc. Just the same. Yeah, Zinro with an X. Yeah, that's... Okay, a shout out to Ruggle Elf. Apparently, Ruggle Left. I can't pronounce your damn name. Change your name. I could do that. Cause you're in the client. Change your name. Yeah. Now, the first time you're listening to the Emperor's Court Live, well, welcome. Only doing this for a while. Anyways, folks, we're at the bottom of the hour. So we're gonna kick over the break. When we come back, an article about Darkfall, a bit of a World of Warcraft bashing, because you know this game, this would not be a complete show without a little bit of that. And, again, you're going to scratch your head and say, what the hell is Blizzard thinking? And, of course, don't forget, in the third segment of the show, we are going to do the contest song for a Guild of Guild Wars beta key for the March 24th player versus player beta. Invitational beta only. I've got three keys donated by Jahala, so we'll get to that. Uh, also, don't forget, if you want to know the internal workings of an Uber Guild and listen to the play-by-play of a Guild in Action recorded, definitely... Tune in to the third segment of tonight's show. Very, very entertaining. To quote Sinvicta, comedic gold. Far be it for me to disagree with him. Trust me when I tell you. 
All right, folks, we'll be back here in just a few minutes. Mystic Mim here to talk to you about a worldwide web epidemic. Every day, thousands of noobs flood online games and chat rooms, annoying and pissing off the rest of us. By donating five cents a day to Adopt a Noob, we can keep thousands of 12-year-olds offline. Adopt a Noob will send porn to your adopted noob's parents' email under your noob's name, guaranteeing he'll be banned from the internet for good. Please, help us help you by adopting a noob. Help keep the internet moron-free for just pennies a day. Thank you. You've seen all those reality TV shows like Survivor, Amazing Race, and Amish in the Big City. So here comes the newest TV reality smash hit, American Immigrant. Twelve illegals will be selected from the L.A. County Jail and will run through a gauntlet chased by real INS agents. They will then compete by picking fruit in a migrant farm, then pass a rigorous English test. The winner will receive his green card and full welfare rights. Tune in Saturday night for American Immigrant. Do you find yourself killing small, woodland creatures at random? Do you avoid crowds of people because you have no area of effect? Is your belief that you can only learn something new if your age is an even number? Then you, my friend, may be addicted to the world of Warcraft. But don't fear, we're here to help. At the Clinic for the Socially Inept, we specialize in the rehabilitation of nerds, geeks, power gamers, and fanboys. Checking in is purely voluntary. Until you get through the doors, then your ass is ours. We start you off slowly, working on developing skills such as going outside, bathing regularly, and making eye contact. As you travel the road to recovery, you will learn how to start conversations, talk to members of the opposite sex without wetting yourself, and fighting the urge to stab everyone you see. And for you extreme addicts, we offer a rigorous detox program consisting of us forcing you to play Star Wars Galaxies and Anarchy Line for 16 hours straight. The urge to eat your own head to stop the suffering means the treatment is working. The Clinic for the Socially Inept, making human beings out of geeks one day at a time. This advertisement paid for by the Society of People Cooler Than You. Are you tired of men dressed in white sheets burning crosses in your front yard? Do people with shaved heads make you want to puke? Then you need a bottle of Whitey out. Simply spray down the offending supremacist and change him into the minority of your choice. Turn that honky into a homie for just $19.99. That's Whiteout, on sale at fine stores everywhere. Hey there, loser. Why so sad? Let me guess. You've just been shot down again and you still don't have a car. Well, there's an easy answer for you. Lower your standards and come on down to Fat Chicks and a Moped Incorporated. At FCM, we'll get you a woman to call your own and supply you with transportation for two. Sure, it's still humiliating, but it's not like you were going to do any better, so don't bitch. That's Fat Chicks and a Moped Incorporated. Great things to ride until your friends see you. You're back in the Emperor's Court on the Clan Imperial Guard Online Gaming Radio Network. There, I said it. Now give me my money. 
everybody, folks. We're back here at the Emperor's Court. This is the Emperor of Planfield Guard coming to you live from Cleveland, Ohio tonight. Oh, big opening segment here of the Rise and Fall of Civilizations at War. If you're interested in learning more about the game, you can either download the show later and listen to the first segment all over again, or check it out. And uh, you can you actually can get the download at onesyoureborn.com, or I would suggest checking out the website at riseandfallgame.com. You can check out the official official website. they got a community there and forums and a fact sheet and a trailer, and you can listen to all that. If you want to get on the conversation tonight of the show, the Emperor's Court, join us in IRC at irc.solidirc.com. You can join us in channel 1G, or if you want to hit us up on AOL's Instant Messenger, you can hit me up at EMP1G. If you, That's number one, the letter G. If you have a comment about the show, something you like, something you hate, it, something you want to get in for next week, and I love your emails, Lord knows I get a ton of them, hit me up at emperor1g at coxcox.net. Thank you, Zinro, for uh, that Akuri's IP. I have it. I have passed it off to the proper technician, and I'll let it go from there. All right, ladies and gentlemen, segment seven tonight. Next up, we have the Darkfall article, uh, recently released earlier this week. Kind of a letdown because they had said that they were going to have an update, and you know, of course, the rumor mill, the rumor mill begins to swarm and and swirl, and everyone's like, "Oh, the beta is finally going to be announced," because you know, beta. Has signups have been done for like five months. This is kind of like how World of Warcraft did their beta signups, you know, for four or five months and nobody heard anything. And then they quietly sent out some keys and the beta quietly began. And of course, eventually word got out and it became a flood. I don't know that necessarily that is what they're going to do with Darkfall. I would hope not. Um, I would assume they're simply adding stuff to the game as they go and polishing up a few things so that when the beta finally does launch, it's more... It's closer to retail than just basically starting off to test stuff. That's an educated guess. I, I don't know for sure. But the update ended up being uh, just a few screenshots, uh, some information about the orc starting points, about their lore and their background. And I'm not a big lore guy, to be honest. I mean, I've read, believe it or not, I've read the Warcraft trilogy, the Warcraft the World of Warcraft trilogy, only because when I ordered my game or pre-ordered it, I got a free book. The very first one that came with the series by Richard Knack. So I figured, eh, it's a free book. I go through books like water. So I read it. It took me about three days, you know, because I read fairly fast. And I was intrigued enough that I went out and bought the other two. And I got them at a discount because I got them at the half-rice books. So obviously the person read through them pretty quick or they sucked and they didn't like them. They weren't bad. I'm not a big lore guy. And especially for a game that I'll be playing more for the, you know, sport of killing the other guy and looting his body, you know, dry. I don't really care where he came from or his story. You know, this goes out to, hang on, rant time. Role-playing guilds. Why the hell do you have a story? I don't give a damn where your character's from or, or well, my character was born in, in the Barrens and Kalimdor and grew up as a sexually abused orc by a troll that was my adopted father, and I battled the demons inside and without. I don't care. And for you guilds who give your your players, you know, a role-playing term to go off of, or a theme, or a story, what, where the hell do you get the time to think up shit like this? Okay, 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 ready? Ready? Okay, this is the name of the guild. Ready? We'll be like, Divine... Sorcerers of Justice. Okay, okay, and this is... Get this. Walk with me here. And this is our story. We're like... Sorcerers. Who work for justice. In a divine way. 
No, you got to remember, you got to stay in character. You got to roleplay. Okay, there's exactly one clan or guild that I have ever seen roleplay that made sense, who stuck with it, and was somewhat entertaining. That was the Undead Lords, who we fought in Ultima Online, and the bastards are still around. I think they're actually in World of Warcraft. They're on Archimonde, or at least they were. I would expect to see them in Darkfall, too. If not, I will have word sent to them to sign up for that beta if they haven't already. You, I'm sure, know the Undead Lords. If you go and look in the back of the World of Warcraft strategy guide, you'll see that all of them were the beta testers that helped build the guide. And I think think Savanch was one of the ones. She helped write it. So I know of them. I've dealt with them. And they have a whole role-playing theory where that's... They have a god named Merkel, and they're undead. Yeah, Merkel. I'm sorry, folks. If you name your god after Steve Urkel, I know you didn't, but that's exactly what I, I, I think of when I hear that. It's like, we we collect these souls in the name of Merkel. I, I picture this black guy in a bow tie with his pants up to his armpits saying, <laughs> thank you for the souls, Carl. <laughs> All right, as funny and entertaining as that is, at least they stuck to it, and at least they forced their players to roleplay, even though they're a player-versus-player guild. All right? The rest of you schmucks have never been able to carry it off. You're not guardians of light. You're not players of justice. You're not knights of chaos. You're not anything. You're a fat guy behind your screen who's pretending to be a chick. Let's not lie. If you really want to roleplay, here's an idea. Try role-playing, oh, I don't know, what you are. Try being a fat troll monster who hates the world, is antisocial, is afraid of women who hates the light. That would be a hell of a role-play. Let's see you do that. And you know what? It'd be a hell of a lot more realistic. Because you know damn well that's exactly what it is. What does the hell does it have to do with Dark Fault? Not a thing. Don't ask me where I got off on this. I, I just started, so... <laughs> you gotta roll with it on this. So, and unfortunately, they're everywhere. And you, you can't confine them to the role-playing servers either, because they kind of like spread like a plague. It's like the clap. One person has it, and then everybody has it. Not really sure if that's how it works, but anyways, let's get back to Darkfall. Sorry. All right, so the Darkfall article got released earlier this week, and that was the big update. And he had some screenshots of the Orc capital, and eh, nothing to get really excited about. Uh, the Orcs look like Orcs. They're in full armor, and they got giant tusks, and they've got war axes and battle axes and what have you. And it goes into a bit of a, dis- uh, bit of a discussion about uh, the capital of the orcs, which is called the was it the Flaming Skull. I'm sorry, Morak. The or- they're Morak. O-M-O-R-A-K. The orcs of Morak worship the fire dragon, a celestial dragon that rose to godhood not more than 300 centuries ago. Three centuries ago. Okay. Um... Maybe I'm looking into this a little more than I should. But I'm assuming this world has been around for centuries and millennia, like everything else is. If that's been the case, and you've only attained godhood within the last 300 years, what the hell was going on prior to this dragon becoming god? A god? I mean, were there other gods? I assume so. Something had to have made the world. It's a she, okay, so wouldn't it be a goddess? Anyways, let's see if anybody you know, finds this familiar. Okay, so there's this giant fire dragon that lives underneath the city in the earth in the center in this fiery chamber 
that has a, a, a labyrinth and tunnels that you have to work with and fight lesser minions to get down into. One more time. A fiery dragon living in the middle of the earth that you have to go through a labyrinth and fight lesser monsters to get to. Does this sound familiar? I know it sounds familiar to me. It's a flaming dragon who is a transvestite. Thank you, Rug. Way to derail the entire conversation. Thank you, Selzy, the Molten Core. Or Onyxia. There you have it. I guess you can only do so much, though. Thank you. Z-Money's got it. Molten Core. Molten Core. Molten Core. Okay, everybody's getting this. All right, well, I'm glad I'm not the only one who kind of scratched my head and said, I, I know the game's been in development for six years, but if this is just not being released, you might have wanted to tweak the way that it goes. All right, anyways, the uh, capital of the Orc uh, City, or the capital as it's called, shut up, tear off, dire molly, jackass. Anyways, they live near... I'm sorry, she rests in the slumbers within the hearts... I'm sorry. Quote, Now, she rests and slumbers within the molten heart of the flaming skull vo volcano. <laughs> she rests within the heart, molten heart, of the flaming skull volcano. Located near San Francisco... I'm just kidding. Dreaming of the day when her orcs conquer Aegon and subject all his people to rain and fire. Okay. She lives in a volcano, in a molten core, let's call it, worshipped by orcs. Yes, 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 yes. Black Rock Spire, the molten core. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know. It... Anyways, apparently the Flaming Skull is the name of the capital city, which sounds cool. Uh, apparently there's a lot of garbage and filth along the streets and beheaded goblins which do the work and apparently they have to constantly conquer and capture new goblins to be the slaves i.e. peons I'm sorry but these orcs seem way too familiar to the ones we're used to I guess you can only, you can only do so much with orcs that's why I kind of like I kind of I really shy away from the elves and dwarves and orcs I'm like look Tolkien is rolling over in his grave, either because somebody's spinning it or because he's just, like, pissed that everybody's jumped on the Tolkien bandwagon as far as this goes. Invent something new. Now, before you get started, you Darkfall people, don't jump on my case, because I know damn well Darkfall's got several very unique races, which I think is excellent. They've got a vampire race and a feral race, and cool, but let's lose the orcs, and I like orcs. They're probably the favorite fantasy race. But, you know, it's time to get rid of that, I think. Anyways, there's, uh, like, different inns and establishments you can go to get, you know, new and interesting quests. And, you know, and Z-Money's got to hang on. Z-Money's got a very good point. He says, it really seems like MMOs really follow a cookie-cutter mold for the areas that they release first. Because everyone has fire and their first type, Raid Dragon. Now, I don't know that this is necessarily a raid dragon. I think it's more like a boss, like a raid boss. Like, say, attacking Thrall, what have you. I don't think it's more along the lines of, hey, let us go find 39 of our our brothers in justice and raid the orc capital and then go... Why do I sound like a retarded Kermit? I don't know. And then go find the dragon. This is Kermit the Frog coming to you live from the Flaming Skull. Look, 
I think it's one of the lines if it's a PvP thing, you gotta raid the city, go into this molten core and kill the boss dragon. Now, perhaps I'm getting ahead of myself, and this is just pictures and a background story. But it just goes on and, and, and explains. So we don't know if it's going to be like a boss you can kill, and it'll respawn, and... Yeah. Warhammer orcs are the best? Not true. Yes, they are. No, they're not. Yes, they are. Wow! Thank you for illustrating my point of losers or... It's, it's like the people who like argue Star Trek versus Star Wars. Like, you both lose. Because you're debating this. Alright. And then it goes on, there's quest factions, the Flaming Skull, so there's different people that, you know, do different things, and, you know, the, there's the Iron Orcs, and the Dragon Bound, and the Defenders of the Swamp, and the Arrow Deck, and, you know, each one of these Orc factions have a different, uh, uh have a different storyline, have a different objective, have a different agenda. So, you know, the Iron Orcs are, you know, kind of like, they're crack troops, or they're, they're like a... Oh, I don't know, an Imperial Guard Grenadier Force. Kind of like, what is it, in, in Warhammer, the uh, the Iron Dwarves, or the Dwarves of Iron Mountain, or whatever the hell it is. Similar, something like that. <laughs> Z-Money, God, it just means I gotta start farming fire-resistant gear in another game. <laughs> uh, God, I hope not. I th I don't know if you can conquer the city by defeating. The I can know I know you can conquer cities. I don't know if you can get the capitals, but they'll have smaller cities. I know that you can go ahead and conquer. They'll be that, and you'll be actually the capture territory. That's why I said this game has a lot of promise, but again, there's some things that make me a little apprehensive. And we've we've talked about this before. The fact that the game's been in development for a long time, that it's taken so long to to get information out there. And granted, I know I'm a newcomer to the uh, to the scene. I've only been following it for the last three or four months. All right. We've only talked about it on the air now, and briefly and in parts, for about two months. Granted, I understand that. I'm just saying a little more... I, I think once the beta gets out there and people are actually allowed to play it, you know, this is going to be another RF online where we start to go, Oh my god, I look forward to this game! You jump out the window. Or when Shadowbane was in beta for, you know, people... Uh, uh, had a big deal about trying to get into the beta for Shadowbane, and they made them write articles and essays about why they deserve to get in, what they think we're looking forward to in Shadowbane. And then the game finally got released, you know, months and years later, and people were like, this blows. You made us write a thousand-word essay for this? You know, I flunked out of English because I chose to do this article instead of my term paper? Fuck this. And no one plays it anymore. I think once the beta gets out there, we get our hands on it and see what it's like I think that'll put a lot of fears to rest. At least mine, and I can't wait. Mechahawk, a 1G Grenadier Force would be like Sinvicted Tiroth and Rug. Are you sure that's a good idea? Wow! Hey, Mecha, you're a Grenadier too. That's what a basic member is. For those of you who do not know what a Grenadier is, I suggest you go and type in, in Google, Old Guard... Grenadier, and see what it comes up and says. That's what I'm thinking of. All right, Tiroth, I wrote one of those essays and they never gave me a beta key, even though they said they would. I'm not sure whether to believe Tiroth or not, because I think he was like 12 when the game came out. That was a few years ago. Xanatos like, hey, whatever. Shadowbane's PvP is the best there is right now. Um, I wouldn't know. I mean, I I haven't talked to anybody who actually likes it. You're the first person. 
So people are still playing it on the Vindication server, which means, okay, well, that's like saying, well, you know what? People are still playing Ultima Online on the, the Chesapeake server. It's the other, you know, 80 servers that aren't up anymore because no one plays. <laughs> Grenadier equals Stormtrooper in German. Uh, yeah, kind of. You're you're thinking of World War II screed. That's not quite it. Kavakistan, Tiroth Micro, the movie. All right. Grenadier is a bomber unit in the 1800s. A bomber unit? They didn't have planes, you dick. <laughs> oh, God. In the 1800s, Grenadier was considered heavy infantry. You used them to assault a position, to carry a position by assault. You didn't go in there and shoot your guns. You put on your bayonet and you gave them the steel. That's the kind of thing I'm talking about. All right. Now, hang on, hang on. We got we to bust out an old favorite. Where the hell is it? I gotta find it. It's here somewhere. I kept it all this time, even though I was gonna. Here it is. There we go. The whiner segment. All right, ready for this? Here we go. This is the whiner segment, where we get to bitch about Blizzard and the world of Warcraft. So appropriate. So appropriate. That was for the previous one we used to do the show for. Uh, another network before we yanked it. Oh, that's classic. All right, we're going to keep doing that from now on. All right, here's uh, World of Warcraft's blunders for the week. Dun, dun, dun. And again, folks, if there was anything positive to talk about, trust me, I would. Because I feel bad. And I, I sometimes I wonder if, if maybe my you know credibility goes down the shooter when it comes to Blizzard because of the pure, unadulterated apathy that I, I have towards them. But here we go. Well, it looks like there's finally some resolution to the gay, lesbian, bisexual, and transvestite uh, problem. Uh, apparently, Blizzard got a warning from a gay rights activist group uh, called, remember, because we mentioned this a couple weeks ago, Lombata Legal, which is a uh, lawyering firm, which apparently sent a uh, letter to World of Warcraft saying, and to Blizzard, either you change you know, your policy and apologize to the lady, you're in deep shit. Okay, this is a quote from the, from the letter they sent them. Although Blizzard is well within its rights to insist that players avoid referring to other gamers in an quote-unquote insulting manner, Blizzard cannot issue a blanket ban on any mention of sexual orientation or gender identity. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, then it goes on to say, In order to avoid any similar incidents in the future, we ask that you inform all of Blizzard's system administrators that they are not to discipline any players for mentioning or discussing sexual orientation or gender identity in a non-insulting fashion. Blah, 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 blah. Don't give the gays any shit or we'll take you for billions. That's what it comes down to. All right, anyways, they, they issue this to Blizzard and they say, if you want, we'll even help you redraw up your, uh, we'll redraw up your, uh, uh, your rules and regulations in terms of service so that it's a little more clear and it's a little more legally airtight. So I guess they busted off a call and they sent an email to this girl, which they banned, fully apologizing for the incident and promising to send the more than 1,000 Blizzard employee game masters all across the world to gay, lesbian, bisexual, transvestite sensitivity training classes so that a future mistake like this won't happen. Congratulations, homos. You were able to get Blizzard to do what the rest of us couldn't do. Get the Game Masters to act in a polite fashion and make them take an etiquette class. I applaud you. 
No, I don't. And hopefully, for the rest of us normal people, this will be the last of it. But alas, it is not. Any look at the World of Warcraft forums will, will prove that. But here's to hoping that now that this is resolved, in the next couple weeks or so, this will die down and you know will no longer be an issue. We won't have to hear about it or talk about it. I won't have to see how people hop all over themselves to declare their sexual identity to everybody on the forums because, you know, it's extremely important that you know that I take it up the ass while raiding the Molten Core with my guild, which supports me in my ass-taking abilities and my right to do so. Yes, yes. Because the game would not be a game if I didn't know everyone's sexual preference. So the next time you go to invite people for your guild and, and put in age, sex, location, you can add one at the end that says preference. I, I, like I said before, I'm of two minds. I agree that Blizzard shouldn't be able to tell people what they can or cannot uh, record, or I'm sorry, recruit. I get that. At the same time, I don't want to hear about your sexual preference or the fact that you are friendly to people like that or the fact that you're not friendly to people like that. The next guild I hear about that won't grade with somebody or kicks them out of their group because they're gay will be the first. And I will say, well, it's because they're gay or it's because that they kept on putting it out there. Nobody cares. I don't play this game because I want to know your sexual preference. I play the game because I think I'm rolling with some whore, with some whore. Some trolls and some orcs and what have you. When I look at Savicta and when I talk to him on the phone or when I, you know, see him in game, even when we're playing Counter Strike, I'm thinking troll. I he plays Undead, but I automatically think troll. You know, when Tiroff plays, I think of like a little girl. Uh, granted, he's like I think he's what the hell are you, Tiroff? Shit, I don't even remember what Tiroff is. Oh yeah, he's like an orc warlock. But I think of, you know, little girl. Savicta kicks Tiroff out for, of one G for being gay. Hypocrite. Oh! Smack, smack. <laughs> wow. It's getting mean in here. <laughs> I'm gonna get, I, you got a voice for that one. Rolling with some whores. I said horde. Rolling with some whores. <laughs> I'm gonna get me and my hoes. We're gonna go raid the barons. <laughs> Jeez. <sighs> Alright, so it looks like the gay issue with Blizzard is finally over. Blizzard kowtowed, kind of like the Maine Coon thing. They've been over backwards, they kissed their own ass and said, you know what, we'll do whatever we can so that we can keep your 15 gay dollars. Yeah, if you think I'm using the term gay liberally, it's because I'm tired of hearing about the damn thing, and maybe if I keep saying it, and say it and bring it up as much as they'd bring it up on the forums, everybody else will be tired of it, and some giant-ass revolution will take place. One can only hope. So that was Blizzard's blunder number one. Here's the second one. Luckily, this won't take a whole lot of time. For those of you who, know, who do not follow the world of Warcraft, and I don't blame you, apparently... Ooh, ooh, where the hell did that come from? That piece is coming back to bite me. Uh, they opened up a new realm, a brand new realm for player versus environment, what they call the normal servers. So for the rest of you PvPers out there, you are abnormal. And you wonder why we're flocking to Darkfall. 
they have opened up three brand new, I'm sorry, three, I'm sorry, four servers that are considered um, uh, overpopulated to a brand new server. As of this time last night, the Alliance playing at one time in level 60s, remember these are 60 servers only, no creations are allowed just yet. As of this time last night, there were online 31 Alliance players and 16 Horde at 10 p.m. yesterday evening. Saturday night, prime time. As of this afternoon, I have seen numbers conflicting, but it ranges between 19 and 27 Horde and around 50 Alliance. Realm transfers have been open since Friday morning. The weekend, prime time. Now I know the first thing you say is, but Emperor, character transfers are only available Monday through Friday for only a few hours. Maybe. But when you logged on Friday and you saw that the transfers had been opened up from these four places to one server, you would have thought there'd be a flood of people trying to get off their servers because it's got these huge queue lines. Well, that hasn't been the case. Now maybe, come tomorrow, that'll change. Possibly. Now the thing of it is, uh, I don't. I think Feathermoon isn't Feathermoon a role-playing server. Yeah, it's a role-playing server. Okay, so along role-playing servers and the normal servers to transfer onto the same one. You right? You know, Mactherian's had a queue a couple times in the last couple weeks. Only a couple times though. So we're getting to that full part. But people have been screaming for a player versus player server. They open up a normal server and nobody transfers. Nobody. Now that either means people are happy where they are and they don't want the transfer or there's nobody there to transfer to begin with. And that the numbers that they're showing and the numbers that we see at Warcraft, what is it? WarcraftCensus.com uh, or WarcraftRealms.com? WildCensus.com, sorry. And WarcraftRealms.com. The numbers are closer to the truth than, than Blizzard lets on. And remember, those numbers only have to be like one off for that to work. All right, what's, hang on, I gotta look at this. I, I'm being shoved. This is being shoved in my, my server's too busy. All right, so whatever the hell you're trying to show me here, it's not working. MySpace.com backslash underscore Ragnaros. <coughs> I am my Ragnaros. Male, 23 years old, United States. <laughs> Ragnaros's latest blog entry, Hardcore, a real gem. 2006 time for an ass kicking. About me, I'm about 40 feet, 3 inches, I'm on fire, carry a big mace, and my shoulders are really spiky. I like living in really deep caves waiting for people to come by so I can kill them. Oh, the hot lava. Who I'd like to meet. There are a few big names out there I'd like to meet. I wouldn't mind seeing the princess from Marauden. She's pretty hot. Oh, and I hear lots of stuff about that little boy who is the heir to Stormwind. Supposedly he's pretty cute for a little boy. I like eating little boys. Oh, I'd also like to meet the sewer beast, speaking of Stormwind. I hear he has a good gig for the newbie swimming in the canals over there. I think the final person I'd like to meet would be Ronald McDonald. I would give to, what would I give to his charity if he'd let me eat that damn hamburger? After all, what is that purple thing running around with him anyway? I feel so bad for him. You think that's bad? Well, guess what? There's a MySpace for Cadium, too. And it actually has a picture of 
has a picture of Katie. Let's see if I can bring it up. Okay, uh, apparently this is the real Cadium. Where the hell is the fake Cadium? Somebody link me the, the fake Cadium. <laughs> Alright, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a <laughs> There it is, Bliss Cadium, thank you. <laughs> Something showed me this earlier. This is classic. Alright, here we go. Bliss Cadium. Alright, because the real Katie has a picture of her damn torn up there, her little torn icon. The BlizzMySpace.com BlizzKadium has the picture of Katie from BlizzCon. Female, 31 years old, Irvine, California. About me, I'm just your little own average girl. I love to play video games for days on end and pose for the best company ever, Blizzard. Well, I don't know what to say here. He, he, he. Thank you for looking at my at MySpace, everyone. Who I'd like to meet? Jesus. For he inspired me to become the beautiful, wonderful woman I am today. <laughs> and of course, there's just list after list. There, there's a couple comments here from Chuck Norris. There's actually pictures of Chuck Norris. You people are cruel. I am going to endorse MySpace because this is hysterical. You people are cruel bastards. If you are within the sound of my voice, I congratulate your bastardy. Bastardly. Whatever. You know what I'm talking about. That's just classic. Alright, and with that, folks, I'm going to take over to break for the top of the hour. I know we're, a little, we're running a little behind here. Uh, we have one more segment to get, which is the big one, where we get to hear the inner workings of a World of Warcraft Uber Guild live recordings. Is going to make you want to just go and Join one right away. All right, folks, we'll be back here in a minute. This is the whiner segment where we get to bitch about Blizzard. Damn it, my soundboard screwed up. Hang on, hang on, hang on. No, I'm not going to actually take this offline to edit that out for the recording. To hell with it. It's only a second. All right, here, I fixed it. All right, back to it. G'day, mates. Foster's Australian Beer here. We would like to take this opportunity to please remind all our customers to please drink responsibly while playing World of Warcraft. If you are aware of a guildmate playing World of Warcraft while intoxicated, please, for his own safety, ask for his CD key. Should he refuse to give you his CD key, it is your responsibility to the community to take it from him. Friends, don't let friends raid drunk. Remember, Foster's Australian for beer, Paladin. Australian for pussy. This important community announcement brought to you by Forces Beer Company of Australia. Racism and homophobic cruelty is rampant in the gaming community today. To combat this, the Community for Gaming Online Diversity, or God for short, wants players to remember to be sensitive to their opponent's feelings and views. So, before you celebrate the defeat of your opponent, which can lead to some awkward moments, think on the following examples. Before you yell, OWNED, at your African-American friend, instead yell, EMANCIPATED. Rather than mock your Native American enemy by yelling, OWNED, instead yell, CASINO. And, for you Arab players out there, before you blow up your Jewish friend's base with those goblin sappers, don't scream OWNED at him, instead yell, Jihad! 
Remember your fellow man when gaming because God wants you to be nice. Everyone screws up sometimes, right? But sometimes the words, I'm sorry, just aren't enough. For those occasions, there's the Apology Knee Pads. The Knee Pads provide comfort and support when you're doing your very best to be forgiven. Why get rug burns when you're already licking the carpet? That's the Apology Knee Pads. Get on all fours and start apologizing. Life is hard enough as it is, but then you have to deal with overpowered bosses, annoying neighbors who raid your refrigerator, or old people who rush the checkout counter at the grocery store. For situations like this, take matters into your own hands and grab a Nerf stick. Don't let the name fool you, there's no padding on this 34-inch steel pipe, making it ideal to beat the shit out of those who have it better than you. After all, if it's one thing Blizzard has taught us, it's that rather than level the playing field, just pummel things into uselessness. It's always funny when it happens to somebody else. That's the Nerf Stick, feared by warlocks, hunters, and rich people everywhere. Do you hate the world? Do you laugh when players get banned? Do you love to ignore people? Then you can apply to be a Game Master. As a Game Master, you'll have hundreds of opportunities a day to crap all over the players of the game. Ban people for no reason whatsoever and enjoy doing it. Don't even lift a finger to fix any kind of problems that come your way. No matter who complains, you know they can't touch you. Game Masters are living the American dream, getting paid very well for doing next to nothing. This is Baron Von Gusso here to tell you you're back in the Emperor's Court on the Clan Imperial Guard Online Gaming Radio Network. Hit oh rad! This is the Emperor, Clank of the Dark, coming live from Cleveland, Ohio tonight, and we're heading into the last segment of the show here. As we head towards the 10.30 hour, we may go over a few minutes we have to to uh, round that out as we started about three minutes late, so bear with me. We've got a lot yet to do in this last segment. All right, if you want to get in the conversation quickly, join us in IRC at irc.irc.com, channel 1G. Also, you can hit us up on AOL's Instant Messenger at EMP, the number one in the letter G. All right, little f- folks. Programming note, don't forget, Thursday nights now is Zay vs. the Internet. Uh, it's, it starts at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is a show that we have been normally airing at Saturday. We're moving it to Thursday and an hour earlier. So instead of Saturday at 10, it's going to be Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard. If you're looking for a bit of comedy, you're looking to vent, you're looking to unleash a little steam heading into the weekend, definitely tune into Zerum. So it's Zerum vs. the Internet, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard. On Fridays, don't forget, Imba Weekly. 
with Seed, that's Imbalance Weekly, airing Friday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard. For all the uh, latest in going on, goings-ons in Warcraft 3, matches up and coming, tournaments, results, uh, changes, patch designs, what have you. Imba Weekly, Friday night, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard, and A State of Warcraft by Idiotech, our friend from Down Under. If you're looking to have an Aussie's perspective on the Warcraft 3 scene, definitely check it out. It's a downloadable, uh, downloadable program. You can find all of these uh, in archives as well as live at www.letterg... God, I screwed that one up, didn't I? www.greborn.com That's 1greborn.com that is the site. It's our clan site. We're launching uh, the network from there. Radiolinknet.com is where eventually we're going to end up in putting all this there, but we haven't finished it yet. Hopefully uh, later next month it'll be good to go, but definitely check it out. Oneyearborn.com. All right, folks. A lot yet to get to. The Uber Guild recordings and inner workings. Oh, the humanity of it all. That is yet to come. That's up next. But beforehand, let's get the contest song done and out of the way. Where the hell did I go with the contest song? I had it here. I thought I had it queued up. What the hell did I do with it? Ah, there it is. <laughs> All right, now here's how this is going to work. This is for one of three Guild Wars beta keys, the March 24th Guild Wars player versus player beta that is up and coming. Thanks to Jahala for donating these to the website. Okay, now listen. I'm going to play the song. Runs about a minute. What you do is you bust me off an email to emperor1g at cox, C-O-X dot net, with the name of the game that the song goes to. All right? It's a bit of a remix. I don't want to make it too easy for you, but it's it's blatantly obvious. Send me an email with the name of the game. If you're the correct one, I will give you the beta key. You have until Saturday. That is, uh, what is it, February the 18th, by noon Eastern, to send me an email with the correct song name. That way you people downloading this, the uh, show will have a chance of getting it. If there is more than one of you, I will do a random drawing. And whoever, basically I'm going to, what Mim and I will do, Mystic Mim will you know, put the names on a sheet. We'll cut them up, put them in a, a bucket, and I'll pick one. That's what we've done in the past for the $10 drawings. All right, so that is what you need to do. Now listen carefully. I'm only going to play it once. Here we go. It's easy, huh? It's not as easy as you might think. So you get the contest song. Send me the name of the game to emperor1g at coxcox.net. All right. It may not be as easy as you think. It may seem obvious, but keep in mind, there was more than one title with this specific, uh, specific game. So be careful which one you think it is. All right, then. The song is gay. This coming from Rug. Dude, this is the shit you listen to all the time. It's your lifestyle, baby. Yeah, Jax is the guy who actually did the uh, did the remixing. And he does it for OverclockRemix.com. Folks, if you've never been to OverclockRemix, 
definitely worth checking out. A lot of great artists over there. A lot of great uh, great people who take game music and remix it. And Jack's got game has done games for like you know, 20, 30 different games. So it's not going to be easy if you want to go over there and download the song and try and find it. Good luck. All right. Now, that being the case, let's get to the final part of the segment. All right. Now, we all, we've talked about... Now, let's give it a fair chance here. We've discussed World of Warcraft in the past and the, the merits of an uber guild versus a you know a smaller guild, a tight-knit group. And the argument that raiders always have is, well, it's only the casuals who bitch and complain because they don't want to work with other people. Remember, remember that guy? The uh, New York Times artist, or the, I'm sorry, the New York Times uh, writer, who a couple weeks ago did that article with Tiggle, and he basically said that it's the casuals are the ones complaining because they don't want to go ahead and work with other people, that they they don't want to put it towards the effort of getting along with others for the betterment of all. All right, okay, I can understand that, and I can see the point. I can agree. Casuals in a lot of places don't want to be forced to work with 40 other people. They're not interested because you don't want to complain and, and have a problem with others over items and such. Well, here's an example of an Uber guild, a raid guild called the Test of Time from the Killigen server. And this was last night while they were raiding Blackwing Lair. Here is one clip from their guild leader. Listen to a precise well-oiled machine. Robot. Robot. Then you guys need to untuck your fucking cocks from between your legs, because you know what? I'm not yelling. My voice gets raised. See? That's not yelling. There's a big difference between me yelling and me having a conversation, a heated conversation. You guys need to get used to that shit. I'm sorry if you can't handle that. Like right now, do you think I'm yelling? I'm not yelling. No, you're raising your voice. You're raising your voice. You can't deny you haven't fucking yelled at people. You've yelled at me, you've yelled at other people plenty of times, and it's fucking bullshit. It's a video game, you kill the fun with policies and garbage. Well, and well then, then why don't you guys, why don't you guys come to me and say, hey dude, this is pretty fucked up. Tell me if I ever been unreasonable if you want, if you needed to talk to me about something. Yes. I can admit when I'm wrong. Anytime anybody tries to say anything to you, you get fed up, you get angry like you said, you sound upset, and you just yell, and you just yell. And we can't deal with it anymore. It's that simple. But yet, this is the first... It's too much work. Exactly. You know, it's too much work. I mean, he's not yelling. He's just trying to keep things equal. He's trying to keep people on an even basis. Now, what you need to do... Guild boss leader, you understand. See, here in the South, we don't have that problem. This is the guild leader, folks. Now, here he is. Let's be sympathetic to the poor guy. He's trying to keep things together. He's trying to keep people in motion. He's trying to get them to do what they have. It's not his fault that people aren't doing what they're supposed to. It's not his fault that they're not bothering to do this, read the strategies ahead of time and, and not carrying them out. He's not yelling, folks. This is a guy who is obviously extremely rational, very polite, and is only trying to have a very serious discourse of ideas and opinions with his guildmates. And what makes it all the funnier is because there's this random voice that throughout the entire conversation yells, Robot! Robot! For no apparent reason, it just does. And of course, everybody just starts leaving the chat as it goes on. So, you know what? Here's what, what, what happens is when your guildmates aren't listening, when they're not untucking their cocks and, and, and being men, you gotta take it up a notch. You gotta make them listen. Just like this. You don't like getcha. 
Right. No, it's my and attitude. that's what the issue is. Yeah, exactly. The biggest issue is Getcha. Yeah, definitely correct. Okay. okay. And so, and guys, and guys, guys, he's a fucking tyrant. Getcha, you are a tyrant. Paragon, you're right. Alright, well, guys. Well, you know what? This was supposed to be handled. When we're in Blackwing Lair, and we're wiping over and over and over, and you and fucking Cohen are supposed to be leading the raid, and you're supposed to be the ones looking up all the fucking strats, and I come to you, I'm like, what's going on? I thought we knew a strat for this, and your reply is, there are no strats for this. It took me exactly 30 fucking seconds to find a strat, the one that we fucking successfully did the fucking pull with, the next pull so you did give the shit, fucking man. pull you with. Give it to the him. Next this is my words. I said... No. Sometimes somebody has to step up and be that fucking asshole. You guys, y y you think you could fucking lead by just pushing forward. It don't work like that. You gotta get people's attention and see what people are doing wrong to correct it. You guys are allowed to do that. You guys look up a strat and then do it, do it, do it, do it. Even when people do shit wrong, you don't correct it. That's why we wiped on the stupid ass pulls that are trivial for us now. Because you guys don't know what the fuck you're doing half the time. Somebody has to step up and recognize what you're doing wrong. That's me. I'm the one that snaps people out of their fucking trance whenever they're no, playing grand no. ass or wearing black Yeah, according to I'm you, the fucking ask anyone else okay, that. Yeah. They think that you're the one fucking telling everybody what to Calm do. Calm your yeah, voice not. down a little so we can hear what you're saying. Yeah, yelling. Okay, you, you, you can't. Is, bitch. That's yelling. You guys understand that now? That's yelling. He's not yelling. That's yelling. You get that? You get that, bitch? That's yelling. He's not yelling. Now this is yelling. <laughs> not his fault to get that yappy little bitch in there who's just talking like yap, 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 yap. I mean you gotta be sympathetic to the guy it's not his fault that people aren't looking up strats and nobody's correcting mistakes and I mean if somebody's gotta be an asshole it might as well be him and he's not yelling now he's yelling and now he's not yelling and you know it's not his fault I mean the poor guy is he's trying to get different you know officers in the clan he's trying to get people involved and, and put them in places where he can trust them and, and they can do their job I mean you never know that that people don't like the officers you're appointing, and you know you think that they're not necessarily on the level. Listen, I told you I would be a boy. I made Evil Jane officer because he is the one that's always calm and cool, and he's a perfect balance to my fucking hot-headedness. Ask any officer if that is not the exact reason why I said I'd like to have Evil J. Ying to my fucking. I have no idea. No matter what goes honest, on, he's fucking calm and cool. Dude, what the fuck are you talking about? He's been shady shit since the, the day one. He asked me what to pass on gear. Motherfucker! You're this shady shit! Left the server. Right. <laughs> Evil Jay's shady shit. Tell me that's not a cool name. I'm gonna see that. I bet you I give it a week before I see that in Counter-Strike. You know? <laughs> Instead of like... 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 Bun-Bun, beater of ass. It'll be like... Shady shit. Evil Jay or something. <laughs> God... <laughs> all right now we all know that in games it's very different from the real world and how things really work that the social skills that we use in day-to-day -day life don't necessarily transfer over into a game setting but Apparently, the guild leader of Test of Time, known as Getcha, 
seems to think that video gaming is much like the real world. I wish I could say more and describe it a better way, but... Well, I'll let him speak for himself. And you tarp so. Sack up. Sack up. That's all I can tell you. I'm sorry. You know what? You're going to run into people like me in the real fucking world. And I guess you're just going to get walked on. Because this is... Yeah, this is no, I don't get walked on. Yeah. Apparently you do if I intimidate you over a fucking microphone in a game. Because you scream and yell and call me a bitch? That's not intimidating? No, it's just rude. When did I ever call you a bitch? Okay, I don't want to talk about it. Regardless, everybody's going to just make their own conclusion, and, and if you bring up every single solitary time someone has has had any kind of uh, negative interaction with Getcha, it's going to be, uh, uh, you know, we'll, we can be here all day. I'm the first to admit, I've ha I've been on the bad end of Getcha, but I've also been on the good end of Getcha, and the long and short Getcha. Yeah, she's and been on the good end of Getcha, The long right? and short All this has accomplished is, is hurt yourselves. I mean, no one, you, you haven't accomplished anything. You're starting from square one. You have 40 people, 50 people if you're lucky. We can't, we can barely fill raids now. So what is, has, you have accomplished is instead of handling it like normal people would handle it, you let Colin, who is now logged off, make an ultimatum to us. Um, inform us how we are expected to do X, Y, and Z, and left it at that. And it seems to me that um, that's not what the goal was. Okay, I'll say this. I don't know about the real world, and I don't know how this guild runs. I know this. If I had to put up with that yappy little bitch the entire time, I think I'd be screaming at the end of the raid. Especially if I had to hear, oh, we keep dying. We have. Why do we have to keep dying? Well, you, you know what? You gotta do things like this. I, oh, I'd strangle her myself. Of course, this sketchy guy seems, you know, he sounds like a real winner. Now, granted, you know, no clan is without us drama or issues. Hell, we've had him here at 1G. But you know what? You know what happens when you have a problem? Simple. You get a knife and you cut the cancer out. But not test of time. No, no, no. They proved in the time honor tradition of implosion, completely destroyed their guild over a Blackwing Lair raid. Now, I'm told that apparently they're trying to put stuff together, that the guild has not completely disbanded, that it has broken up in too many different chunks. Who the hell cares? Ladies and gentlemen, this is a prime indication, and don't think that this is somehow an isolated incident, that this never happens. I assure you. And now that somebody's had the balls to go ahead and use a recording during a ventral conversation, if you want the whole conversation, it's 45 minutes long. Feel free to download it. You can find it on the World of Warcraft forums. I'm not going to link it here because I don't feel like it. If somebody else on the IRC channel wants to, feel free. This stuff happens all the time. This is what casuals mean when they say they want to get away from it. This is what casuals mean when they say they don't want to have to group with 40 other people because a conversation like this starts off over inviting certain people to a different group or to a raid and all of a sudden, here we go. Now it's a knockdown, drag-out fight with some woman going, me, 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 and another guy saying he's a fucking asshole, and you got to get used to dealing with him in the real world or you're going to get stepped on. Blah, 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 blah. Deviance has their, has their fair share of turnover all the time. Who the hell wants to deal with that other than a drama queen? I sure as hell don't. And why should we? Why should anyone have to?
No, I never really had a you know a deviance or an issue with it. Well, I, I do and I don't. But since I don't play anymore, it's kind of irrelevant. But yeah, the name itself, and that's that's uh, Butas finally figured out. That's why I said at the beginning it's an ironic name because it's test of time. Well, apparently it was just a t matter of time until you guys broke apart. Now, there's other parts of the conversation where this the sketchy guy's like, well, when I was talking, when we were in like, when we were doing like brothers in arms, we should change over the leadership once every month or, or once every week or two weeks or three weeks. Yeah, that's going to bring stability to a guild. Let's change the leadership every other week. Brilliant. So this is exactly what people were trying to avoid, and what they say is, when we don't want to have to deal with anybody, we don't want to have to put up with it, Yeah. Yes, I see that the Sylvan Rangers are not dead. I, I don't know who the... We are like the bastards of our server, but the best horde guild. Well, that's all that matters. If you're the best, everybody else is looking is looking you know up to you, you're looking down at everybody else. So, uh, I guess a shout-out to the Sylvan... Uh, Rangers and the Sylvan Learning Center. That's pretty harsh. But, and, and don't get me wrong, there are guilds out there that work very well. Large guilds that work very well. I know of a few. Imperial Guard, at one time, you know, boasts 150 members in World of Warcraft. Now it's more like 120 accounts, and by meow, meow, now listen, meow, and it worked, you know, very well until we decided that this just isn't going to work, and we started kicking people left and right. <laughs> we whittled it down to, like, our original 40. So, uh... I guess the point of this, folks, is just reinforces the argument that a lot of us have that raid guilds aren't the end-all for games. And unfortunately, when it comes to Warcraft and EverQuest, that's exactly the way the game is taking a, its turn. And that's what the goal and the direction of it's being pushed down. All thanks to Tiggle, who was the who's you know the driving force now behind the direction of the game, and we all know it was a huge raid leader uh, for EverQuest. Big big raid guild leader. Games like this don't last. You know it's kind of like wrestling. I know this may not make sense to you, but listen, wrestling is very cyclical. Right now it's on a down cycle. Everybody remember when the WWF Attitude Era and when WCW was on top? Everybody, it seemed, was, you know, was into this. You know, suck it, know your role, The Rock, blah, blah, blah. How many of us remember Hulk Hogan? A lot of us when we were kids. What makes money for the wrestling business isn't the hardcore wrestling fans who will watch even when the show sucks ass like it does now. It's the casual fans that will follow along as long as something's popular, as long as something continues to be fresh and interesting. When you go back to the same tired old storylines with the same tired old people, Triple H on TV every single day, guess what? People stop watching. When the fifth incarnation of the New World Order comes out, people stop watching. World of Warcraft is in the same boat. When you continue to release raid dungeons over and over and over again, four or five to one casual dungeon, you are setting a dangerous precedent saying, we don't want the money from the person who is a casual gamer who will continue to play as long as there's something new for him to do. We're going to, we're going to cater to the person who's going to run the same dungeon 40, 50 times in a month's time, get their items, and then sit around with a thumb up their ass, and then start beating up everybody else who can't match them. 
No, the 1.10 sets are not a good step forward. It's a shitty step forward. It's nothing. They're very barely a step above the uh, rares or the blue sets that are out now. Don't hand me that line of crap. Anybody who buys into that, this is casual content for the casual gamer, is full of shit. Because you know what's in patch 111? The that Necropolis 40-man raid dungeon in in uh, the Eastern Plague Lands. It is not a step forward. And you know what? Those sets aren't even being released in new dungeons. They're being put back in the same regurgitated crap. So get your upper Blackrock Spire groups together, folks. Get ready to hassle with 15 other people to get that one epic drop. And trust me when I tell you, the only reason it's epic is because it's purple-colored. It sure is only for the stats. The blue sets are garbage, and the purple ones that are supposed to be replacing them aren't any better. And if you think that's somehow going to level the playing field against the people who are raiding Anchorage left and right every single week, you were sadly mistaken. Do not buy into the Blizzard spin machine. Like the O'Reilly Factor, the spin stops here. That's garbage. And that's my take, and I'm, I'm sticking by it. Whatever. <sighs> I feel better. Really. And now I know what I really feel. <laughs> All right, next week, ladies and gentlemen, what is on topic for the night? Well, as or on topic for next week, as it turns out, yeah, we need to send an angry letter to Blizzard. You know, one of the, oh, I don't know, five million they get every day. All right, next week, the big review we're going to be going through is Vanguard, Saga of Heroes. Is it the new big MMORPG and everyone's going to be playing? Or it's simple, simply World of Warcraft Jr. We will go through that next week. Vanguard is the big one. Also, impressions on Empire uh, at War as it releases on Wednesday. A bunch of the guys in the guild will be picking up. So, we'll be able to go ahead and give you... Uh, ooh, that's the most ridiculous item of the day. I'm not about to rip off O'Reilly. One, because he scares me. Two, because he'd sue me. And three, because I actually like his show. But, uh, Vanguard, Sega of Heroes, and a review on Empire at War... For next Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard at the Emperor's Court. Programming note. Also, do not forget. I'm sorry, Hamlet. That, I always forget the music. Sorry. Yes, yes, producer. All right. There we go. It's working. All right. Like I said, on tap next week. Vanguard Empire War Review. 9 p.m. Eastern Standard, Emperor's Court. Sunday. All right. Programming note. Don't forget. Serum vs. The Internet has been moved to Thursday nights from Saturday. It's now Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard. Tune in for some comedic gold and unleash your bitter and angry fat hatred against the internet and everything a part of it and gaming that's stupid and funny. Also, Imba Weekly, Friday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard with Seed. Tune in for all the latest interesting news about the Warcraft 3 scene and also, for an Aussie point of view of the Warcraft 3 scene, A State of Warcraft Episode 3 is now ready for download at www.1gereborn.com. Really quick, I want to give out shout-outs and thank-yous to people. Mystic Man for working the board tonight, for getting everything up and running and working great. My appreciation to you. Also, Sinvicta for sending along the link to that stupid-ass guild chat. The uh, clips you've heard tonight. The 45-minute uh, thing is either you can download in its entirety. Thank you to Mechahawk for going out there and pipping out everything that is good. And thank you to Jahala for uh, offering up those beta keys for Guild Wars. Definitely check it out. Don't forget the contest song. This has been Emperor saying... Bad manners are better than no manners at all, folks. I'll see you next Sunday. So long, everybody.